Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. So we were talking about issues with uh, school transport a number of weeks ago, I was chatting to parents about it, and I'm still getting emails in from some people. Aaron is on the line. Aaron, because your daughter Sophia uh, is struggling with an issue at the moment with her um, school place. What's the situation? Hiya, Andrea, and thanks for um, having us on. Yeah, the situation is that we have been going. Sophia attends um, a special school in Sandymount. Uh, we live in Dunleary, and we have been at the school now. She's had transport for over 10 years. Um, last Wednesday, they were due to start. Uh, last Monday, we received a letter from Bus Erin saying, yeah, your, your bus route is X. Your driver is the same driver as last year. Here are their details. And we text the driver then on the Monday evening and he was like, oh no, we're not. We're not doing your route. We've been told. And it was told back to the school. So a few phone calls later then, we received confirmation on the Tuesday, the day before she was due to go to school, that there was no bus for her. Now, Sophia is a wheelchair user. She's okay. non-verbal. She likes her routine um, and she has a lot of life-limiting conditions. So she has, um, she's specially fed through a peg in her stomach. She she needs to be familiar with people. You know, routine is key. Um, and yeah, that was it. So we were all looking forward. The summer is long enough. We were looking forward to um, school starting and the bus arriving. And that was, we were just told, no, it's not available. So we tried to contact bus Aaron. They sent us a tweet back and a message and said, look, we're working on it. But we've had no other official correspondence from them, no information. When we've delved into it, it turns out that there are 30% of the children in this school alone have been left without transport. But if we look over at mainstream schools, Bus Erin have only let down 1% of the mainstream school. So it kind of raises the question again with us. We We always feel like we have to fight for services, whether it be in the hospital, whether it be in the, um, for, for general services. And it's just, it's, it's just an unnecessary stress on us and an unnecessary stress on Sophia. And, you know, we shouldn't really be out begging and fighting and trying to get through all this again. It's a constant now, other fight. Other schools are experiencing the same, yeah. But it's the lack of information. You know, we have sent, we have sent politicians plenty of uh, emails and bits and pieces and the Minister hasn't really come back. There's been no real um, progress on it. Okay, but where did the initial... You're just left to it. The initial, sorry, correspondence or confirmation, Aaron, that you got to say, yes, you know, all good, here's the number, here's the bus, same driver. Yeah, we get get that email, we get an email in from, um, uh, with all the details from the school. Your bus driver is here. Now, I have to say the school has been brilliant. The the principal in the school is dealing with all of this as well as everything else that they have to deal with. Um, like the shortage of teachers, everything else really affects special needs schools because there's so much, um, uh, it's hard work, um, but it's necessary work. And, and parents and families like us that are kind of nurses and Everything else everything. goes with it. Yeah. You're, you're just left to it, do you know what I mean? So it's not fair in our kids. It always seems when there's a cut to be made that our kids have the easy option. And I think a lot of that comes down to the fact that 
we are so busy. We do so much. And, you know, we find it very hard together to come together as a group and actually uh, lobby people or complain about it. But this this has really brought everybody together. Mm. Um, there has been a bit of news coverage, which is great on it. But there's still interest in it and there's still, still people fighting in the background. But what so, does it yeah, mean have, yeah. for Sophia, sorry, Aaron, in terms then of, of getting to school? And what, like, what does that well, mean for you? We, well, it means that we, we have to drop her. We have to put her in the van um, and drop her in. Now, we're not really supposed to be in the bus lanes or anything like that. But I would love, I'd, like I used them this morning. It took me took me 55 minutes to get from Dunleary to Sandymount this morning. And another 30 coming back. Um, and now I have to go on at 2 o'clock and collect her again. Um, I work. I, I, I work. Um, we have a lot on. Mm. There's some parents that are that, that, that don't have the transport. So they've been left completely high and dry, you know. But I, I so was talking... To, to other parents as well, Aaron, in a similar yeah. position to yourself about two weeks ago here in the show about this. And, and you know, it's not even just the, you know, the, you know the, you and, and other parents dropping your kids to school. The bus is often, it's very important to Sophia and there's routine and there's, you know, the, the whole oh, knock on that. Look, the, 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 whole, the whole point of it is, you know, Sophia would leave here at eight o'clock and she'd be back at half three. You know, um, Sophia's now not on the bus with the other kids that she would be on. She's not seeing the cares that she would have used going in or the bus driver, who all are amazing people. They do amazing work. Mm. Um, but they're in a system as well that is that is completely stretched, you know. And can you explain, um, Aaron, to people how that affects Sophia? That changed well, the routine. You know, the whole routine. The summers are hard enough for a start. Well, once school starts, Sophia wants to go to school uh, during it. Um, because of um, because of a lot of the disabilities that the kids have at our school, like we have never been able to avail of July provision because they've never been able to staff it uh, correctly. So we might have had it one year. Um, this year we couldn't even get on the the summer. So Sophia's home twenty four seven, unless we can organise stuff for her to do. Now this summer we 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 made a, a special effort to do a lot of trips with her and do whatever we could. Um, but yeah, that routine is so important to get back and get at it um, and to have a bit of crack. Um, although Sophia doesn't speak, she her comprehension's hundred percent. She loves the crack. You know, the bus driver arriving. When I wheeled her out yesterday, we passed the same bus driver and the same uh, SNA, but they're taking different kids. And Sophia's looking back at them going, well, why aren't I on your bus, you know? So, uh, look, look, it's something, you know, there's a serious lack of science, or or, there's a serious um, silence from uh, the Minister for Disability. There is, you know, um, no real correspondence okay. from Bus Erin and the Department of Transport. You can't get you answers know. as to why you're, if this is going to be rectified. Well, look, look, we can't get answers, but somebody somewhere made a decision, right? The kids yeah. the kids at the special needs schools are not getting transport. We're, 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 we're going to go over the, um, you know, if it's 30% in our okay. school, 
I don't know what the figures are in other schools. No, you're not and the only, only school one. because I, I know I've talked to other parents as well that yeah. have been affa- affected by this. But we'll certainly try and find out, Aaron, why is that? Or at least why has there been no communication, you know, with you and and, and other other parents as well? Ashling is with us too, Aaron. Um, Ashling, what's your story? Hi, Andrea. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Um, so my son, James, he's five and we received an autism diagnosis in 2021 for him. And um, like that, he's nonverbal as well. And he started school in the local school in the autism class last year. So he's got, just gone into senior infants now this year. And we avail of school transport as well. Um, so during lockdown, I was working from home um, and I was due to go back to the office 50% of the time last October. So because we knew this in September, we asked the bus um, just before he started if he could be dropped to the creche on a Monday and a Wednesday afternoon. And those days I'd go into the office. And so he'd be dropped directly from school to the creche. And so the bus driver said that that can't be done and that we would need to get on to the Department of Education transport section, which we did. And so they've said that they can't be approved because it's a deviation to the route and an additional cost to the state. So the additional distance that we're asking the bus to drop James is 1.5 kilometres twice a week. And if you put that into Google Maps, the additional time it will take is a minute per journey. And in terms of the cost, we've estimated that the cost will be approximately €32.63 for the full year. Um, And we've offered to cover the cost and it's still been denied. We still can't get it um, over the line. So um, like Aaron, we've been on to every politician you can think of. Um, We've been on to the Department of uh, Children, Equality, Disability and Integration and the Minister for Special Education, uh, the TSHOC's office. And everything we get back is the same generic email um, saying why it can't be done and the amount of money they've put into the scheme. But why can't it be done? Because it's um, an additional cost and an additional uh, deviation to the route. Yeah, okay. But you've you've offered to to pay for that, but but it's the deviation to the route the issue, is it? It's the deviation on the cost, yes. But what's the impact of that for you, Ashley? In terms of work? So for us, I haven't been able to go back to the office. Um, I'm still, thankfully, I'm still working from home. But if, I mean, that, that's a kind of a special arrangement that I have that I don't know how long is going to actually last. So basically what we're looking at, if this isn't approved, is that either myself or my husband is likely going to have to give up our job, um, which is obviously going to have a knock-on effect in terms of mortgage, um, covering bills, uh, the therapies that James needs that he doesn't get from the state that we, you know, we go private for. And um, so the knock-on effect is, is basically a change to our lives is the impact of this. And presumably if you were to hire somebody yourself externally to do that, the cost then would be much greater. Well, it would be much greater, but um, to be honest, we're reluctant to do that. He, James is non-verbal. He was only five in June. Um, it's, it's like Sophia as well, his um, his routine and familiarity is just it's so important for him that it's not just a case of hiring somebody to do it it would have to be it would probably take months to build Mm. up um the relationship and the fact that he would be comfortable enough to to you know go with somebody that he's not familiar with where do you go from here aaron in terms of trying to find out if this is going to be revoked or be any change. Uh, we're, we're keeping at it and it's great that we're all coming together. We're not going to give up in this one. But 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 the bigger picture here 
is, you know, we we do so much for our kids. As parents, we would like to be parents, but we're not. The state have left us to be carers, and a lot of us unrecognised carers for the state. So for them, they bring money into it when they actually have a means test there that excludes many cares is is insane. But everything that adds to the stress, if we start breaking down and, on, and not being able to care for our kids, then the state are going to be left with a far higher bill and a far higher cost to our children. Now, that will be a last resort. And that's, like, it's not too extreme. You know, every, every mm. special need family we know have it, don't get it easy. You know, there's very few of us out there that are actually just on top of everything. We're left to our own devices. We're fighting hard for everything. Yeah. And we do need help from the state. You know, there's a budget coming now where they could easily recognise cares and do um, a lot more. They, they help us care for our kids. But we're, we're always at the bottom of the list. We're, we're the first ones we're at the top of the list when they're cutting things and we're at the bottom of the list when they're giving stuff away but um, that's to be highlighted especially coming yeah. up the election time you know? Well look it's a, I know from as I said before Aaron chatting to people it's it's always everybody talks about the fight and it's just been a constant battle for absolutely everything but look thank you for sharing your, your story with us on the show today Aaron and Ashling as well Um I hope at, at a very minimum, at least, you might get some correspondence back anyway, or somebody to come back to you and clarify what the story is or why there was some mix up. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan, weekdays at midday on News Talk.